Here's the big thing when I think about setting boundaries. Setting boundaries is actually an act of love and kindness and compassion for the people in our lives. What? Now that's not something that's normally thought of when we think about setting clear boundaries. It's usually like, hands up, you've, you've, there's an infraction here, you've violated something. And while that can be true, I think when we are setting clear boundaries with people in our life, that's like people that we work with, our loved ones, our partners, our children, our neighbors, whoever those people may be, our mother-in-laws, um, that we're setting clear boundaries out of a base, a foundation of love, kindness, and compassion. So if we're doing it out of some type of hostility, um, some type of anger, resentment, fear, doubt, clear that first, then go to your foundation of love, kindness, and compassion. Hello, and welcome to the Three Uniques podcast. I'm your host, Brenda Rigney. I'm a life and leadership coach, ready to help you unleash your uniqueness, align to your purpose, and take massive action towards your goals. I'm a single mom and a purpose-led believer. My mission is to maximize human potential, and I do this through my one-to-one group and retreat coaching experiences. Learn more about my upcoming retreats and group masterminds by checking out 3uniquescoaching.com. Now, our guest on the 3 Uniques podcast. Hi, everyone. Uh, Sorry about being a few minutes late. I was just sort of navigating through uh, Instagram protocols um, for going live on stories, but I just wanted to say hi, welcome. Today, I'm doing a training uh, segment on uh, setting clear boundaries. Thanks for waiting patiently. Sorry about it, uh, it taking a few minutes to sign on. I'm just going to take a sip of water because I actually didn't get a chance to do that before I signed on. Hey, Amber. Hey, it's good to see everybody here. Um, I am really excited to talk about this topic. And many of you know that I love talking about boundaries. So uh, I'm going to spend the next half hour talking about setting clear boundaries and getting some tips around how to do that. Uh, I definitely go into more extensive uh, tools and resources around setting clear boundaries inside my Stepping Into Your Three Uniques online course. So there's a whole module on setting clear boundaries. And it's something that I spend a lot of time coaching my clients on one-on-one and also in my group mastermind Aligned AF. So if you're interested, uh, definitely tune in for the next half hour. Ask me questions. Happy to share any resources, tools in the chat. And um, yeah, I'm just grateful that you're signing on today. And if you're catching the replay, stick around for the next 20, 30 minutes. You're going to get some really valuable tools. You can watch it at any time and feel free to share it with other friends, colleagues, people in your network that you think are going to benefit from talking about setting boundaries. Uh, The reason why I love to teach this topic so much is that I think that there's number one, a myth about how to set clear boundaries. And number two, it's not something that we're taught really in school. And I think we're starting to see it maybe now in early education, depending on where your kids um, potentially go to school. My daughters got introduced to sex ed pretty early, and I thought that was great because that was, to me, a first introduction to setting boundaries. When we educate our children about their sexuality and about other people's sexuality and sexual choices, then we start uh, giving them the platform to be able to use their voice and how to set clear boundaries, because that's really essentially what setting clear boundaries is all about. And I know sometimes that topic, sex ed uh, with young kids, is controversial for some parents and some families. I get it. I'm not going to go down that platform today. But I think it's just, I'm starting to see it happening at early ages. I can attest to in my formative years, 
it wasn't necessarily something that was taught to me about and definitely not in my professional career. Um, I think I was a boundary violator for myself. Personally, I allowed other people to sort of step all, and walk all over my boundaries. And I definitely didn't do this so much as a manager or a leader of my team until later on in my career where I was like, okay, now some of these things are starting to happen to me. I'm a, ki- I'm a parent. I've got kids. I've got family obligations and responsibilities. And I'm not able to juggle all of it. And so I need to start getting clearer and intentional about what I want and what my needs are and be able to express that to my bosses, but then also listen to my team to understand what theirs are. Hey, Casey, good to see you. So yeah, so I'm going to talk a lot on today about setting clear boundaries. And if you're just tuning into my workshops this week, so yesterday I talked about massive action and taking massive action with our goals. I really wanted to pull together five topics this week that I thought would be beneficial to my followers because a lot of times when I post content, whether it's in stories or do a live like today or um, doing a feed post, I get lots of response around the topics that I've got set up for this week. So yesterday I talked about massive action and taking massive action on our goals and understanding the difference between massive action in, in working on our goals and passive action, which is really just about researching our goals and never really moving them forward and then no action. So go back and listen to the replay. I really encourage you to do that. Today we're talking about setting clear boundaries. Tomorrow, I'm bringing Jess Robson in to talk about our retreat that we're going to be doing this fall uh, in November on Galliano Island. I'm so excited about it. It's going to be amazing. Um, We're going to be talking about leadership and getting things ready for the new year. It's not necessarily going to be like, oh, I'm going to walk away with 50 goals that I need to work on, but it's more about what's the mindset, what's the business of me and my life and getting into my goals. So we'll talk about that a little bit tomorrow, but it's just really more of an introduction to Jess and I. And then we've got more things set up this summer to give you more information about the retreat. But if you're interested in just learning about it, you can obviously go to the link in my bio and there's more details there. Thursday, we're talking about self-confidence. And I know, I know we talk about self-confidence a lot, especially women in leadership. It's like, oh, how do we become more self-confident? It's not about that. I'm not talking about wearing the shoulder pads and the business suits and like, you know, elevating your voice, but really taking stock of who you are because you actually drive your self-confidence and you drive your ability to take on big juicy goals in your life. It's not your performance review. It's not what your boss thinks of you. None of that really matters when it's building out your self-confidence. And so we'll talk about that on Thursday. And then on Friday, what are we talking about on Friday? Oh, money mindset. Yeah. Because here's the thing is that when we're taking massive action around our goals, there's sometimes going to be like, Hey, I need to invest in my goals, invest in myself. Um, That could come through money, time, resources, so money mindset. If you're not used to taking on big, juicy goals, you're pushing them away because you're like, oh, it's going to cost too much to do this in my business or to leave my corporate job and start my own business. Ooh, I don't know if I can not count on a paycheck. Whatever those situations are, or you and your partner have this big goal, I don't know, to have a beach house someday, you know, on the water, and you think that's just an impossible pipe dream, let's talk about it on Friday getting into that money mindset. So that's kind of the agenda this week. Uh, Times, places, all that sort of stuff, they're going to be on Instagram. Uh, So come here. The times are going to be all different. Uh, So check my Instagram stories. I'm just continually posting the schedule to keep it updated. And you can find the details there. Uh, Plus, I do have little reminders on Instagram. So if you click on the reminder notification, it'll just pop into your inbox when I'm ready to go live. Okay, ready to dive in. So again, just uh, people that are on today, thanks for being here. If you have questions, just drop them into the comments. You got anything you want to express or concern, drop them into the comments. And then if you're listening to the replay, feel free to DM me after you've listened or during the course of listening and I'll get back to you. 
Okay, so setting clear boundaries. And every now and then, just logistic-wise, I'm going to pop and look down at my notes. Okay, so let's start talking about look, what's the foundation of setting boundaries, right? So boundaries, I think sometimes there's this perception of like, it's kind of like the hands up, I've set a boundary, back off. And here's my take on it. While that sometimes might be necessary in the moment, if somebody has said something to you that's going to cause some type of physical, emotional, um, mental harm to you, obviously you've got that lever to pull and you do that uh, wisely. You may need to have some type of follow-up conversation with that individual or group of individuals afterwards to really understand kind of what happened in that situation and why um, the comment or Uh, gesture or physical action that they took was inappropriate for you. So I'm not going to go down that road too much today because that's, I think, sort of like getting into conversations of like harassment or inappropriate behavior. And let's just say contact your, your, um, your neighborhood HR person for that. Here's the big thing when I think about setting boundaries. Setting boundaries is actually an act of love and kindness and compassion for the people in our lives. What? Setting boundaries, I'll just repeat that, is an act of kindness, love, and compassion for the people in our lives. Now, that's not something that's normally thought of when we think about setting clear boundaries. It's usually like, hands up, you've, you've, there's an infraction here, you've violated something. And while that can be true, I think when we are setting clear boundaries with people in our life, that's like people that we work with, our loved ones, our partners, our children, our neighbors, whoever those people may be, our mother-in-laws, that we're setting clear boundaries out of a base, a foundation of love, kindness, and compassion. So if we're doing it out of some type of hostility, um, some type of anger, resentment, fear, doubt, clear that first, then go to your foundation of love, kindness, and compassion. Hey, great to see everyone here. So I'm just going to do a little quick logistics. Go back and listen to the replay if you've missed some of the intro as to why I'm doing this session today. Glad you're here. Drop your, drop your questions or comments into the comment box. And again, if you're listening to the replay, I'll DM, uh, DM me afterwards. So that's, first of all, get that into our heads that we're setting boundaries from a place of love, kindness, and compassion. Second thing is, is that before we set boundaries with somebody, we need to be clear on who we are. So first of all, like when I think about that, when I work with my clients around who am I, how do I know myself to be true? What is Brenda? Who's Brenda all about? There's four things that I look at. That's my purpose, my values, my vision, and my goals. So I'll repeat that. My purpose is my calling. It's a longstanding statement. Some people call it a mission statement, um, a legacy statement. All of those are great practices. I just, in my vernacular, in my framework around Aligned AF, is I call it your purpose. So we claim our purpose. Our purpose has always been with us. Like I know, and I have evidence to say it's true, that I've always been in the purpose of maximizing the human potential. This training session is an example of that. But I've been training and leading people. I go back all the way, and I kind of forgot about this a few years ago, but I go back all the way to like when I was a brownie leader which I know is crazy, but I used to lead and train new brownies. And then I did that in girl guides. And then there's examples in school. And then there's examples in university, et cetera, et cetera. And then into my workplace. So it's like from a legacy historical standpoint, it's like there's evidence to say that this is my purpose. And I claimed it. Like I fully claimed it probably about 10 years ago. And I've just been living into my purpose ever since. 
and, and feel that authenticity with everything that I do. Setting my values. I use the Brene Brown model around setting values, and I talk to my team, uh, my uh, my folks that I work with around that. I think she's got a great value system um, by identifying what our values are, and we live by two values. I have four, um, a combination of two in my personal life and then two in my business. So that's how I kind of like bend it a little bit, but really two so that we can make, when it comes to making decisions about who we are and what we're going to do, we can fall back on those two values. The third thing I mentioned is having a 10 year vision for my life. So vision is different than a purpose. A purpose is long lasting. It's going to last through the legacy of my life, which means not only me physically in form on the planet earth, but also beyond because my legacy will go on and on. If you have family members that have left us, but you still have a legacy of feelings, of thoughts, of purpose from them. That's what's going to continue to live on. My vision is my vision for the next 10 years of my life. So that overlaps into all areas of my life, my health, my wealth, my community impact, my relationships, work, etc. One life, one Brenda. What's my vision for my life? And it's a very, very clear set of words that guides me again in my decision making where I'm going to be, what I'm going to take risks on, who I'm going to connect with. And then I have my goals and we work on mobilizing our goals all the time. We've got one-year goals, five-year goals, 10-year goals, and they're all cascaded from our vision, our values, and our purpose. So when those four elements are in place, then I know who I am. If I'm confused by something, if something doesn't feel right in my body, in my thoughts, it's like I go back to my purpose, my values, my vision, and my goals. That gets me grounded. So again, going back to sort of those fundamental platforms around or um, foundations around setting clear boundaries. One, we're setting clear boundaries from love, kindness, and compassion. Two, we're setting boundaries from that intimate knowledge of who we are. And we know who we are because we've got a defined purpose for our life. We've got a set of values, ideally two, to keep it simple, that help us make decisions on whether or not we should go left or right or straight ahead. Um, We've got our vision for the next 10 years of our life that overlaps all domains of our life. So it's not a vision for work and a vision for home. It's one Brenda, one vision for all areas of my life. And then goals, goals in which we can mobilize into action over the next one, five, and 10 years. When those things are in place, now I have a lexicon, a vernacular, a glossary, a dictionary of like who I am, words that I use to define myself, And from there, I can now determine, like, what am I setting boundaries on? It's going to be those things. Those things I'm going to protect and keep clear. When I hear from people that, you know what, I'm too busy to take on this next thing. I'm too busy to take on this next thing. I'm like, great, don't take it on. Um, If you're clear on what you want to do, then it's not you're busy, you're, you're focused, you're deliberate, you're intentional. There's no busy. Busy is when I'm saying yes to a bunch of things that don't align with those four elements that I just talked about, purpose values, vision, and goals. When we're taking on stuff that doesn't necessarily relate into those things, then we become busy. When we are doing things in our life that are connected to those four elements, we are fulfilled. We are engaged in this higher sense of purpose and calling. And we are focused and we are intentional about our goals, who we're spending time with, and what we're spending time on, and where we're making those investments. Hi friends, it's Brenda here. I hope you're enjoying our podcast guest today on the Three Uniques podcast. I wanted to interrupt the interview for a couple seconds to let you know about Aligned AF. Aligned AF is my 12-month coaching experience for leaders and entrepreneurs 
up to big goals in their life, ready to step into their three uniques, and fully aligning their life to their purpose. Imagine yourself living an intentional, values-driven life that aligns all domains, professional, personal, health, wealth, and community impact. You're generating a six-figure and a multi-six-figure business within your first year. You're learning to love every failure and approaching new goals with possibility, energy, and love. You're unlocking your potential and overcoming your limiting beliefs in a short period of time. And you're shifting yourself from looking ahead to looking within to consider your choices, your values, and most of all, your purpose. You're identifying barriers, examining their origins, and recognizing and celebrating the range of unique skills and experiences you possess to propel you forward. You're building healthy relationships and routines, setting boundaries around the things, people, ideas that drain you without feeling guilty. If you're interested in learning more about Aligned AF, my 12-month coaching experience for leaders and entrepreneurs, check out 3uniques.com for more details on the Aligned AF coaching experience or other coaching experiences and working with me. Take care, everyone. And now back to our guest. So today I'm not going to go into like how to create a purpose, vision, values. This is just a nugget of kind of like, okay, when I set clear boundaries, I need to make sure I have those four things in place. And if you want more tools on those, reach out to me, let me know, got lots. And come back here because I talk about them all the time. So there's going to be free stuff that you're going to get off of my Instagram feed. Go check out some of the guides that I've got also on my Instagram feed. You can find them like the little manual books. DM me. There's free stuff in my link in my bio. So go check out some of those things. And that's a good place to get started. You've got my courses and my coaching that are more um, paid interactions and we can go deeper into it. Okay, so those are some foundations. Um, Okay, another actually, sorry, that's two foundations, right? So setting boundaries based off of love, kindness, and compassion. Second, know who you are, purpose, values, vision, goals. When those things are in place, you know who you are. Third thing that you need to kind of wrap this beauty, this gem, the brain around is that you may be your biggest boundary violator. You are the one that's saying yes to some of those things that are in your schedule right now that really you don't want to go to. You think could be done in half an hour, but someone's like suggested a three hour meeting. You're saying yes to these things. You're actually the biggest boundary violator that you've got to focus in on. So once you get clear on number one and number two, number three should go away. If you need a review, watch the replay of what those things are. Okay. Once a boundary has been violated, we must communicate this to the person in issue and how we do this. So here's like a how that will help you out with setting clear boundaries is one, we need to make a request to say, okay, so I would like in the future, and I'll frame some of these as examples in a second, but like, you know, I would like in the future that when we are planning, you know, a trip together, that we do it this way. The way that we've been doing it right now isn't working. And as a result, this is happening, right? And so that's like, you know, that's kind of a a request. And I'll get some more specific examples going, like I said, in a second. So when we're starting to set the groundwork for a boundary, um, to laying out a boundary with somebody, we need to first make a request of them. And then we need to give a consequence. So a consequence is kind of like, if this doesn't happen, I will probably you know, leave the meeting. So I'm just going to go right into an example. Okay. You've got a boss. Let's just say you're in a workplace. You've got a boss that has given you really, 
um, tough feedback and has done it in a way, let's just be straight up about it, that feels like um, uh, bully-like, they're criticizing you. No longer is it about your behavior, but now they're going into sort of personality, things that are just you and that, you know, hey, like you would have to go through a massive, like, you know, personality change to become something, someone totally different. And so the request of you is like, it's now kind of getting on borderline insults, right? And it's not making you feel really good in the situation. They could also be, you know, really confrontational, argumentative. So let's just paint that scenario. And I know that might be kind of hard to hear. So you're in this meeting, your boss is giving you feedback. They're even maybe potentially yelling at you. Here is a boundary statement that you can create uh, in that scenario. The request is, I would like you to please stop yelling at me when you are giving me feedback. This is, you know, not appropriate. And the consequence is the next time we are in a meeting together and this and, and your behavior turns out to be this way. You're yelling at me. You're saying all these things about me and insulting my personality. I will promptly leave the meeting and I will go file a complaint with our human resources department via email. And, um, and I won't be sitting in our next meeting together. Right? So it's like, you can be clear about what's the request. Please stop yelling at me. And the consequence, the next time that you do that, I will leave the meeting immediately and I will go file a complaint about you and the way you talk to me to our human resources department. That is a clear boundary request and consequence. Often what happens is people will set a boundary, like please stop yelling at me. They may not even say that, right? They may just set a boundary in their own mind. Like I'm not going to go into my next meeting with my boss or my boss is a jerk and I'm just not going to return his email messages or her email messages. So sometimes we just set the boundary without even having the conversation. A lot of times people will set the boundary request, like, please stop doing this, or I'm not going to sit in this meeting anymore, but they don't give a consequence. So guess what ends up happening? The boundary violator comes back and does that same behavior. Now, this could be, again, with people that we love, care about. I'm I'm just using an example as a boss here, but it could also be somebody that we love and care about. Here's another example. Um, You have children. Your mother-in-law loves to uh, to help you take care of the kids and you're really appreciative of that. But oftentimes she'll drop by unexpectedly, um, knock on the door, want to do something with the kids, take them out for ice cream, do an activity with them. And while that might be helpful in the moment, maybe you've got something planned. And sometimes it feels a little bit intrusive. Uh, It interrupts sort of the flow of activity for the day. Uh, And sometimes like, it's just not needed, right? Like, you know, you don't want to be ungrateful. Like, oh my gosh, I really love it when my in-laws look after the kids. But sometimes my mother-in-law imposes herself on us. And so a classic boundary request and consequence could be, you know, Joanne, we really love it when you take care of the kids. And while we are so appreciative of the support that you give us, when you come to our house unannounced, unexpected and unscheduled. It causes a disruption in our family. It causes a disruption with the kids and the routines that we've got set up for them for the day, for the week. While we, again, are appreciative of you doing this for us, we're going to have to ask that you call ahead of time and book a time to spend with the kids so that we can make sure that their activities that have been pre-planned are still in flow. And then the consequence because again, you know, I know this is like going in your back of your mind. It's like, I don't want to disrupt the, the 
you know, relationship with Joanne is, and if, unfortunately, you know, if you're not able to call us or email us ahead of time to make these prearrangements so that we can get our schedules running together in alignment, then when you do come by unexpectedly, unannounced and unscheduled, we may have to tell you no. And that unfortunately the kids will not be able to go out with you that day because we already have prior arrangements. And while that might be disappointing, we have to stick to our schedules. We have to stick to our commitments and, you know, responsibilities with our children. So that could be an example, request and consequence, right? And you're doing out of love, kindness, and compassion. You're so appreciative of your mother-in-law for wanting to extend that hand of graciousness and helping out support your family with, you know, taking kids off your hands, et cetera, for a couple hours on a Saturday afternoon. You may feel though that sometimes that's a bit of an interruption and a disruption to kind of what's going on in your weekend activities or your or weekly activities. But that's a way to start sort of bridging that, right? And here's the thing is, is that a lot of times people don't want to set boundaries because they're afraid that they're going to offend another person. It's going to cause a rift in the relationship. There's already a rift. <laughs> I'm just saying that kindly. The boss example, there's already a rift. Whether or not you say something to the boss or not, or say something to HR about your boss, there's already a rift. There's already a lack of trust. There's already an erosion of relationship between you and your boss because they continually yell at you in meetings. And if you're not saying something and setting a clear boundary with them, they're going to continue to do it. And it's probably going to get worse. Same thing with the mother-in-law. There's already a tension. Whether or not you are being explicit about it, you have a viewpoint, you might even be complaining to your partner about it, you might be complaining to your girlfriend, your coach, whomever about it. So it's already causing some type of rift or derailment in your relationship, and it's probably going to get worse. So, you know, that's I think one of the things to sort of think about is that while you might be saying, well, I don't want to hurt these people's feelings, or they might not like it when I set a boundary with them. Well, they're probably not liking how you're showing up because you're not setting a boundary, right? There may be some passive aggressiveness. There may be some underlying tone that's sort of coming up, um, some snippiness, some snappiness, and they're catching that, and that is actually more hurtful. So love, kindness, compassion, know who I am, know what's important to me, and know that I'm sometimes the worst boundary violator because I don't know how to say no. Those are some things to think about in those scenarios. Okay, questions, comments, Brenda, you're out to lunch. Feel free to put it in the comments. Want to hear it? Love to hear it. Um, okay, when okay, here's an example too of some things that are not boundary issues. Okay, and we can spin it other ways, but you know, here's a couple examples. I wish my husband would take out the garbage. It's not a boundary issue. It's an expectation that you have, right, in your relationship. So get into communication with your partner, your spouse, and talk about chores, who does what, when they do it, right? So that's just an expectation. Have that conversation. It's not a boundary. And there's no boundary violation because they haven't done it because you haven't had the conversation about setting an expectation. I wish my partner would be more romantic. Expectation, not a boundary violation, right? Go back. Have I ever talked about, hey, I want more romance, more date nights, more this? No, um, or I did, but it was like seven years ago. And since then we've had kids and things have changed. Go back, reset expectations, go on a date night. Better yet, go on a date night, have a really great night together. Then the next morning, wake up over breakfast and set new expectations. Like that was so great. It would be wonderful if we could continue to do this. What do you think? That's different than 
a boundary request and a consequence. Like, I want you to take me out every Friday night. And if you don't, how's that going to go over? So it's not a boundary violation. It's an expectation. Here's one that's also not a boundary issue. I like, um, I'd like it if my boss would recognize my work more. So again, not a boundary violation. Nothing's been violated here, right? There's no need to put a request and a consequence. And it's just like, hey, boss, I would love it if you could, you know, recognize me and my team more. We just finished this project. It'd be great if you could make an announcement in the next town hall, etc. cetera. Um, another one, I want my friends to call me, right? So it's like, or I have these friends and they don't reach out to me. It's like, again, you have an expectation that your friends should do what? Now, all these expectations, this is a whole other conversation, a whole other training session, but it's like these expectations that you have of other people, this is just coming from your manual of life and how you think things should operate. Not everyone's always going to comply with your manual, so that's a whole other conversation, but these are not boundary violations. These are just requests that you have of people on expectations on how you want a relationship to flow and to jive. And so you need to just get into communication around that, negotiate, and see if that's something that they also want um, on their side of things. And also hear them on what expectations they have of you. Okay, um, what else? A couple more things. I'm just sort of looking at time here. I want to try and keep it to half an hour. Um, yeah, just in review, a boundary is not an, op- um, an ultimatum. If we're losing, if we're worried about losing a relationship, here, I want you to flip it to the other side. I want true intimacy. So is it I'm worried about losing my relationships or is it I want true intimacy with the people that are important to me in my life? Which one do you want to choose? Choosing true intimacy is setting expectations, is setting clear boundaries with people that you love and care about in your life. Honor yourself and what is authentic and true to you. So know who you are, know what's important to you. You do that by understanding your purpose, your values, your vision, and your goals. Stop pretending and hiding behind these fallacies because you haven't set clear boundaries, right? So stop hiding. They're going to sense it anyways. It's going to manifest in passive aggressiveness. So get in there, have that setting clear boundaries conversation. It's going to feel awkward in the beginning, but it's going to feel so much better when you can start doing this clearly with people. Oh, yeah. And I think I mentioned this, but this is a good one. Sorry, just again, my last note here. Others may not agree with the boundary that you've set. That's okay. Set it right? You can always be open to discussion about it and what that looks like, but don't compromise what's important to you and what feels safe for you in your world. Okay, folks, how was that? Let me know. Drop me a DM. uh, If you need more information, if you need more tools, feel free to reach out to me. Like I mentioned earlier at the beginning of this session, I have my um, setting or stepping into your three uniques uh, online course. And in it has the setting clear boundaries module. You can work through, there's a great, uh, workshop that you can, uh, download or workbook that you can download and work through some different exercises, exercises on, um, also check out my boundaries guide, uh, workbook on Instagram. There's a lot of great, uh, tools in there, uh, podcasts, uh, Instagram lives and Instagram posts that are, um, really juicy and have lots of great tools around setting clear boundaries. Okay, well, take care. Tune in for the other uh, three remaining training sessions that we've got going on this week. Tomorrow, we're talking about the retreat. Thursday, we're talking about self-confidence. And Friday, we're talking about money mindset. Thanks for being here. Take care. Hi, friends. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's guest on the Three Uniques podcast. 
Uh, as always, we really appreciate your time and your commitment to listening to our guests every week. And we'd love for you to be able to share this podcast with others and encourage other people to get out there and share their three uniques. So please take a few moments to like, share this podcast, leave a review and let us know what you think. And also let us know who you'd like to hear more from, uh, what type of guests you want us to bring on for future podcast interviews. Thanks so much. Remember, get out there and share your three uniques. There's seven and a half billion people on this planet and somebody needs what you've got. Take care, friends.